0: Hello, everybody. This is Ed Clay. I'm here with Melanie Sinclair. Yo, yo. And we are Freedom Cartel. www.freedomcartel.net. That's www.freedomcartel.net. It's a partly sunny Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) Uh, Tyranny is running wild across America. Oh, yeah. And our politicians are selling us out.
1: Imagine that.
0: Yeah, go figure. So what's been going on with you, Melanie? I, I, I've heard that you had an exciting week dealing with your children's school.
1: Yeah, don't you love public school? Huh. Yeah, I did. I, I, I feel kind of bad about it, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, it's in my bone. I mean, they turn me into social services for having a child that, you know, is principal's list, student council, Missed four and a half days, man. They turned me into freaking social services. I had to go in and explain to the principal that um, I am not the mama bear to be screwing around with. And you want to bring it on? You want a war? I'll give you that because it is in my blood. It's in my nature. And But I'm not going to go looking for one. Obviously, they're looking for one. And if it's happening to me, it's happening to everybody. And it's just awful. Just awful. I mean, I had to explain to them. I'm like, look, I am the mom. Read my lips. I am the mother. Not the state. Not the federal government. You threaten me. You threaten my child. I will give you a fight. You bring it on.
0: And that's what I did. Interesting you say that. Uh, And we were going to start off with Obama's stuff, but with his uh, State of the the Union address. Mm -hmm. But... That Chris Dorner guy, yep, he had reached his limit with the with the state, basically, or the LAPD. What do you th- what do you think about that? Because you are kind of dealing with not a similar situation in the fact that he, would... he had uh, he he was he alleged that the LAPD basically covered up a, a beating of a special needs person. He got fired for reporting it. Generally, when a police officer files a false report, there's also criminal charges. Of course, there were no criminal charges, and if you read his manifesto, from my understanding, it's uh, uh, very telling about the you know what the LAP does, LAPD does, and how they abuse their power. And then, of course, we see what they've done the last few days: shooting people because they're scared. Their true colors are, are starting to show, but. Uh, it's kind of it's it's somewhat the same thing because you have a, the state, in your situation, coming in threatening to take your kids if you don't. Oh, they accused me, of
1: being a truant mother, I think I left that out. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in the last in my last show, but yeah, I mean, I'm not the one. I'm not gonna go in and off anybody. I mean, that's not that's just not me. Right. I'm not I'm I'm not that kind of fighter. I don't go and pick the fights. But if they want to bring it to my front door. They got another another problem coming. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hot mess. You know that. I mean, um, I, I don't I, I don't screw around. I don't screw around with my liberty. I don't screw around with my money, and I certainly don't screw around with my children. Mm-hmm. And I expect the same from the state. Don't do either three to me. And they turn me into social services for my child having four and a half days of excused absence somewhere down the line miscommunication, of course on their part or whatnot, but they threaten legal action against me and my child. They threaten me. And I'm like, I don't I don't get that. I don't understand what kind of crack you're smoking but when you bring that straight jacket to the front door it's gonna look very nice and red. Because it's going to be red in your hands. Because ain't you ain't taking me. I'm not coming for a fight. But I will put up one if you want to come for one. And I think more people need to be taking these kind of stances. Because I know, like I said, if it's happening to me, it's happening to other people. And that's what's so concerning to me. Is that, why didn't anybody call me? Why was there not something, so, you know... Uh, I don't know, you know, human decency in this process. Why are you lumping me in with kids that are missing seventy days of school?
0: Well, here's here's the reality. If it was anything but a governmental, governmentally controlled organization like a public school, yeah, they would have to treat treat you with decency. They would have to provide good customer service. Uh, they wouldn't just write letters. Uh, threatening to take your child and threatening to put you in jail uh, if it were a private uh, company. But the thing is, public schools are, are, are government-run. Oh, yeah. They are part of the whole system that has the monopoly on force. The government is the only people that can come to your house, kidnap you, and put you in a cell. You know, puts you in slavery. The government can do that. They have, they have their guns, and they will kill you if you try to fight back. And they will give you more time uh, if you try to resist uh, while you're unarmed. Mm-hmm. So it's a monopoly of force. So they can do whatever they want. A phone call would have made too much sense. But they don't have to because it's not really about you. It's about the system. Mm -hmm. And you're just a number. You're just a peon. You are nothing to them. That's the reality. It's public schools. They own your children as far as they're concerned. They tell you how to raise your children. They tell you how to act. They tell you what you can and can't do when you bring your child medicine at school. They tell you what they're going to teach your children They own your children in public school. Well, see, that's
1: the thing is that that's what I made clear in that principal's office. I'm like, you need to look look at me and you need to look in my eyes. I am telling you right now, those are my kids. I am the wrong mama bear to be messing with. Wrong one. I am just crazy enough to stand up to you. Right. But I'm not going to come looking for the fight you're going to have to bring it to my doorstep. And I'm going to be watching my mob wives and I'm going to be taking notes on how to handle your ass in the meantime. <laughs> Do not ever threaten me or threaten my child. And the fact that this is happening to me, that means it's happening to everybody else. And the fact that everybody else is not doing what I'm doing, I mean, I'm, I will say there are people out there that, you know, they're just completely mismanaging their children and, and I get that. But I've got a student council member. Lowest grade that uh, last, last semester was ninety-seven. Principals list four and a half days of school. You going to turn me in as a truant mother? Well, Are you kidding me? Well, and,
0: and oh my god, I look at it like this too. You think about that principal who is who is plugged into the system per se. He, he's, a, Has he, to be. he's a believer of this public school system that we have that's obviously oh my God. corrupt and not working. But he is following uh, a protocol that basically puts parents on the defensive because think about this. Now all of a sudden you get a letter in the mail and all of a sudden you have to defend yourself for something you didn't do and you you must they are assuming by sending that letter that you're guilty okay
1: guilty until proven innocent
0: exactly they're assuming that you're guilty you are guilty this was what will happen if you do not we will take your kid if you do not if you don't kiss the ring. exactly right that's what they're doing and and you had to think about the amount of parents which is most parents do not take the approach that you took and would say, you know, hey, this is a deal. Oh, we're sorry. We just got to keep the kids safe. We got to make sure those kids are in school. Play that whole mess. Oh, that's but,
1: okay. I oh, understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. No big
0: deal. And, and, and mm. so the average parent, what they're doing is they're conditioning the parents to be afraid of the government. That's, that's right. all it's doing. Most parents are afraid of the government. They're afraid of having their kids taken. They're like, oh my gosh, we have to make these people happy. If not, they're going to put me in jail. They're going to take my child away. And guess what?
1: Double dog there, The reality
0: I mean. is, if you didn't have your kid in school, they, they are going to take your kid away. That's what they do. They, have a, they, they own your children if they want to. I mean, realistically, that principle could turn you in right now for some craziness that has nothing to do with anything and he will be believed over you and your child will be taken over what you say. No doubt about it. You think mm-hmm. that you own your children in America? You don't own your children. The government owns your children. If they're in public schools, the government owns them. They Even are in owned. private school. Yeah, well, it gets, it gets better. It gets better. It's almost like a little a little fascism in there because you got the corporate and the uh, the private sector or the, the you know corporate and the, the government working right. together. But I mean it is a little better. It is a little better. It's not the socialized education that's ruined our education system in the United States. I think we're ranked number 37. What are we ranking in the world in education? It's like...
1: Last on the list? Yeah, not even top 25. I think like, Africa's got a better one (laughs) on the damn prairie, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you have to think about the the monopoly of force that they have in education. Uh, They're getting more and more bold. More and more bold. Mm -hmm. But... It probably happened over the last 30 years. I, I would say 1978, is, that's when Carter enacted, the, you know, the, he signed the Department of Education into uh, a, an official government agency. And since then, education's dropped. But, yeah. you know, if you look at what the Chinese, uh, or rather the, the Russians, uh, the Soviets back then would say, their idea was to get people into the teaching positions with socialistic ideas because obviously the next step from socialism is communism, right? Right. So they wanted to educate. They they knew that it would take just one generation Mm -hmm. to educate children in their ideologies. And that's what they did. They took, you know, a semester, uh, or rather not a semester, they took uh, a generation and educated that generation in these liberal ideas uh, and these socialist ideas. And, you know, now we're 30 years later, 30 three years later and we have what we're dealing with now in president obama we have 56 percent or 62 percent depending on what poll 62 percent yeah, yeah right uh, of americans that support drone strikes all over the world of course except in america they, they shouldn't use the drones against american citizens here in america but they have no problems uh using drones anywhere else in the world, I mean, this is this is this is what they feel. This is deep down in their 62, soul. Sixty
1: two. Let's think about it. Sixty two percent of Americans find that it is okay to go and drone everybody else in the world. Yeah. And, and it, now there's, there's no reason. I mean, no wonder we have drones in our skies right now. Oh my gosh, that's a mental illness
0: right there. It is a mental illness. That's a good point, Melanie. Because you know, it's it's all incremental number one and you watch they're going to they gonna make this whole Chris Horner thing um, what's this guy's name Dorner uh, Dorner. Chris Dorner they're going to make this whole Chris Dorner thing uh, a drone is going to end up finding that guy watch they've been leashed the drones well, no, on gonna exactly gonna right. oh look the drone saved the day but uh, if you look at the numbers you have 62% of Americans approve only 28% disapprove in Britain uh forty seven percent disapproved forty four Germany fifty nine to thirty eight. These are all disapprovals. These are the uh, everybody else disapproves. France sixty three. Uh India is a relatively low number, just twenty one percent disapproved, thirty two percent approved. The other ones just don't know. Italy fifty five percent. Czech Republic sixty two percent China fifty five percent Lebanon sixty nine percent Mexico seventy three percent Spain seventy six percent Japan seventy five percent Brazil, 76%. Even the Russians, 68% don't like drone strikes. Turkey, who's a close ally of us, 81% don't like drone strikes. Greece is the highest at 90%. And not that I really respect those countries I just talked about as far as uh, what their their government views are, but I do respect a lot of their people's views because you, you kind of know where their heart is. And they are they're affected by this a lot more than we are. It's not surprising that somebody like Turkey and Egypt is at 81 and 89%. Because those are the ones that, you know, Turkey's our ally right now, but they're in the Middle East, basically. They could, I mean, stuff could pop off at any time, and they know that those drones could easily be used against them, and they can't defend against them.
1: You know what the difference is? What's that? We have not had a war on our home turf. We have not had a home game on our turf since the Civil War. So we got a whole generation of Mm brats. That's exactly spoiled, rotten, take for granted the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the sanctity of life. They take it for granted. Because you know what? It's just like it is on Nintendo. It's just like it (laughs) is on Xbox. Their sense of reality in this country is delusional. And the American media... The American entertainers, whether it be actors, actresses, singers, they are pushing this non reality onto our children. And it's a sad fact. I mean, our children wouldn't know what to do if the bomb started flying. These people in these countries, they've had their people taken away from them in recent years. And enough recent where at least my grandparents experienced this, you know their grandparents that you know experienced this, they experienced the drum the the bombs dropping, they experienced the hunger, they experienced the 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 gas chambers, they experienced this. American kids spoiled, rotten.
0: Yeah, no, they're absolutely spoiled rotten, and. You know, we haven't ever dealt with attacks on American soil. We don't really know no. what it's like. I don't know what it's like. Technically, you know, uh, you don't know what it's no. like. It's got to be horrible.
2: Nine no. like, eleven every day.
0: Yeah, um, there, there would be a nine eleven every day. Uh, it, it would be it would be a, a nightmare. And you know, that yeah. we have to start looking at these things, uh, if, as Ron Paul said, from the perspective of what we would do if other people were to do the same thing to us. If, if let's say China, well, let's just put it in perspective. If China didn't like America and thought that we had terrorists in America uh, hiding and they sent out their drones and they had somebody in a cave in China uh, mm. with, a, with a remote control... In
1: North Korea. Yeah,
0: with a remote <laughs> control... <laughs> Uh, you know, joystick, flying this drone, dropping bombs from these drones uh, and killing American people, many of times innocent American people. Most of the time, actually, most of the time these drone strikes hit, there's a lot of, you know, collateral damage. A lot of innocent people died. And, uh, I mean, it's flat out. People that have nothing to do with it on the block and, and no we're not at war with these countries like so whenever we drop a random one here and there they're like what the hell why did a bomb just come out of the sky they're not at war with us you know so we're killing innocent people out of the blue and if somebody were doing that to us i mean just think of the outrage we would have no defense we can't shoot them out of the sky with our guns these things are forty thousand feet above the air you know it doesn't matter what, what if we do shoot it out of the sky with the gun there's nobody in the plane. There's no, you don't really feel the pain. There's no consequence, really, except the fact that they got our plane down. Just they like They might Nintendo. get our technology. Just yeah. like Xbox. I mean, it is it is outrageous. Oh, great, we killed a drone, basically. That's what it comes down to. They get excited because they killed a drone. They didn't kill a human being. It's still going to happen. As soon as that drone's down, they got another electronic drone flying over. You know, it, it's I don't know. It's, it's very it's, it's very unbelievable that the American people just don't seem to grasp the danger of these drones. These drones will be used against us one day in a, in a very severe way. You can make no mistake. They are, we are going to look back and think, what the hell were we thinking? Why didn't we fight for our liberties? Why didn't we speak out against this? Why didn't we do anything?
1: Why didn't we go to the principal's office and say, that's not okay? Exactly. Hey, the Wikipedia's uh, definition of collateral damage—it's pretty interesting. <clears throat> collateral damage is damage to things that are incidental to the intended target. It is frequently used as a military term, where it can refer to the incidental destruction of civilian property and non-combatant casualties. Mm-hmm. So it's like, really, now we have a definition. That includes innocent civilian lives for collateral damage. Couldn't it just stop at civilian property? No, can't do that. No, and that's the sad. That that that's how sad we become <laughs> as, as a country. So let's talk about this Chris uh, Dorner guy. Um, so he, so the LAPD runs around. Uh, okay, it's like a bunch of rednecks. Uh, in the back of the picket trucks, so they're like, oh, you know, we're going to go after a red truck, and this is what it looks like, and we're just going to unleash holy hell, and it's got to be a shoot-to-kill order uh, for this guy because they ended up, you know, shooting uh, quite a few, at quite a few people, hitting a couple innocent people because <laughs> they didn't even stop to see if the license tag was right. So let's talk about that.
0: Well, yeah, the LAPD, you uh mistakenly opened fire on two women in a blue uh Toyota Tacoma. (laughs) And uh because it looked like the one that Dorner was supposed to be in, although he was not in a Tacoma. He was in a whole another vehicle that was a darker blue. This was a light blue. Uh but Emma Hernandez was seventy one years old and her daughter, uh, Margie Carranza was forty seven. And there, there looked to be over thirty bullet holes in the back of that truck. I mean, there were a ton of bullet holes. Damn. They lit it up. Uh, they totally lit it up. And you had to wonder. I mean, I briefly watched the news last night, and I didn't hear anybody talking about uh, how outrageous these Los Angeles police are for what they're doing. I mean, we can we can say that Chris Dorner is wrong for you. you. Do you think whatever you want for killing the people that he killed? Absolutely, uh, I get it. But to excuse two police officers, and there's been that's just one of the, of the cases that's happened, that, 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 that there was uh, pictures of, but to excuse two police officers for mowing down two women, 71 and 47 years old, and not realize that's what Dorner was talking about, He's talking about corruption. He's talking about them not following protocol. He's talking about them acting like it's a war zone and doing whatever they want and taking the law into their own hands. Mm -hmm.
1: Vigilante justice. Oh,
0: yeah. The cops are totally. They're they're, 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 they're like vigilantes with a badge. It's sickening. It is completely sickening. These guys are sick. They deserve the death sentence, if you ask me. Those, those, Those cops that mowed down those two women, now they're alive. I still think give them the death penalty. Make a make a major point Intent out of them. to kill. Oh my God. That is that yeah, that yeah. is a terrorist activity. Right yeah, now right. the people in Los Angeles are driving around uh scared. Not because Chris Dorner. They're not worried about Chris <laughs> Dorner. They're worried about <laughs> Screw the Chris
1: Dorner. There's one of him. They, How many LAPD? Yeah, they're worried
0: about are. the crazy LAPD that oh are just oh shooting God. people. Yeah. So, you know, his his manifesto, I guess, Tim, you were you were talking about that. In the idea that How he was fired He had turned his Partner in for beating up a special Needs child And in the Case against him he, he had An attorney who was a former LAPD officer uh, That went and got his law degree And he, he that's mm-hmm. the one he killed that guy's Daughter and uh, fiance Who was also a cop But he uh, he, he said His attorney basically left them out and the dry The
1: XPD, yeah. LAPD.
0: The people on the panel, uh, two of them, uh, well, one of them was the supervisor of the woman that uh, was his partner that beat the special, or that allegedly beat the special needs kid. And the other one, who was the other one, Tim? Who was the other person on the panel?
2: Uh, one was her former partner and one was her former supervisor.
0: Okay. So, oh, Wait. Her former partner. Okay, so it was her former... Okay, yeah, so yeah, the other one was her former partner. So, of course, they're not going to... It's it's not going to be fair. There's no way. that That is not fair. You do not have people that know the lady, that are close to the lady, probably very, very close to the lady, judging against him. And then then you're going to kick him off the police force. What does he have to gain by turning someone in uh, for beating beating somebody? The the message that they're sending to the entire police force there, make no mistake... The message that they're sending is: don't turn your own people in. If you see other LAPD be, PD officers beating somebody and you turn them in, you're going to be fired.
1: You're going to be the next Chris Dorner.
0: You got it.
1: Then we're going to put we're going to put a hit out on you. Well, you know that's the interesting thing. I mean, and that's my thing. You know, you're asking me about my school thing. I'm not going to go looking for a fight. You really, if you, if you, if it ever comes out in the newspaper, Melanie Sinclair went postal, it didn't go postal. They brought it to my front door. I ain't going out looking for a fight. But if you want one, you bring it to me, and then I'll oblige. But, and that's where I don't know where it went wrong for him. And after doing talk radio and dealing with the the weirdness of governor, of government... Um, I can see it easily that they brought it to him, but there's no way he could prove it that they brought it to him. I just don't see somebody just going nutso over turning somebody in for Mm -hmm. beating a, you know, a, a handicapped, mentally handicapped person or whatever. I just don't see somebody going to this extent unless they've been pushed to that extent.
0: Oh, you know. I mean, well, I shouldn't say you know because we don't really know. We don't know 100%, but to me, common sense tells me that... Something more. Oh, he something... I mean, he... Imagine this. Imagine you saw this happen mm-hmm. and then you got fired for turning in what you saw happen. Right. I mean, you would be irate. Yeah. I saw that lady kick that special needs person in the face and the stomach. I know... What I saw, there's no doubt about it. I mean, can you? Yes, I would be irate. And people like, I don't get why he took out the the daughter and the uh, fiance. I don't get that. Uh, but you know, I can see his rage in going after the LAPD. And to me, I mean, people say whatever you want. There are certain. Certain time, like there are certain breaking points. If you look at what our founders did, I mean, they had to take that step to fire that shot. That's a big, huge step. I mean, it's a nowadays you'd be not taken lightly. No, nowadays you'd be considered a terrorist. Imagine this imagine if if Chris Dorner is completely logical because we didn't think, we don't think that like George Washington was illogical, do we? we don't think Thomas Jefferson or any of those guys were illogical. Imagine Chris Dorner is logical. Imagine if he's not insane. Imagine if he's not a sociopath. Imagine if he's a completely normal human being. that has been Yes. And that's, I'd be willing to bet. I mean, I think he's probably a little emotional. I think he he might have a couple little issues, but a lot of us have issues. (laughs) The more that I'm reading and seeing on him, I'm starting to think that, you know, he probably is a pretty normal guy who got pushed down and had enough. He's fed up. You know, and I mean, just think about this. I'm telling you. Think about if there were 15 Chris Dorners out there right now in 15 different cities, uh, saying you're not going to take our guns. Mm-hmm. Think if there was 15 Chris Dorners right now out there, uh, saying we're not going to uh, take this police brutality anymore. We're not going to take the police beating us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, think if there was 15 Chris Dorners saying, no, no, no we're not, we're not going to allow these drone strikes. You know, and you know, you got the drones to find me. I you know, keep these drones out, and I am going to kill a cop every time I hear there is a drone looking for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the things that you know people can say. Well, that's that's a horrible thought or idea, and I agree, it's a horrible thought and idea. But talk about making a change—that's a violent change. We mm-hmm. want peaceful change. But they're going to reach a point. There is plenty of people that are just fed up. Mm-hmm with this government they're so fed up i'm fed up. and i mean look at the lap like and you know with the lapd the lapd is a known basically the la well i mean so is our government but it's 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 a criminal organization it just has a monopoly on that criminal force that they use that's what the lapd is um and they don't really you know like our fbi and, and stuff like that in a lot of ways uh has pretty stand-up people mm-hmm. at least the ones that i've met i you know i, I LAPD is not the case. You know they are they are a lot of thugs on that police force. Uh, they Obviously, don't, they, they don't care about the civil liberties. They don't. I mean, look at LA County Jail. That that jail.
1: California is socialistic. It's almost on the verge of communistic. Well, California, if a, it's not considered
0: communism, Cal, California will go bankrupt here. I mean, it,
1: no, we're going to end up bailing their ass. No, we, we sorry, ass. bail them out. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. Well, they're uh, going to bail them out. They're going to bail Chicago out.
0: Oof. I'm telling you, it's coming. Well, good. Hopefully it'll be a sign to the Democrats that your socialism doesn't work in America. You know, I mean, it really, really doesn't. That stuff is not going to work here. It's
1: not going to be a sign. It's going to be a sign that Americans are so compliant that they're very willing and sheepish in order to let the government to go and bail out these dumbasses. Quite frankly, they all need to just... Die out. I mean, they just need to starve. They need to not have jobs. They just need to, like, you know, no welfare. They need to be cut off from the mother's tit. Right. Can we just say?
0: Well, you know, one thing to think about is this idea that Chris Dorner was actually a major Obama supporter. Oh, imagine that. And I kind of wonder, I like to bring this up. What would happen if this was a Tea Party person that was on this rampage? It right would been
1: all over the news. The Tea Party gone awol. Oh yeah, I he's can see a Tea Party
0: headline. member. Well, once he's an Obama supporter, I mm-hmm. mean, that the headline would be Tea Party member does X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. The headline on this Chris Dorner stuff is not Obama supporter Chris Dorner. It's Chris Dorner. and 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 that is, you know, nobody's really talking about that. But that is the elephant in the room right here. Why aren't they? Uh, making it a big deal that he's an Obama supporter. Now, I, I will tell you this: I, know says, uh, I will say that I don't think it is a big deal. That he's an Obama supporter. It doesn't. I don't. I don't think that we should say, "Hey, look, he's an Obama supporter." No wonder. Yes, but that would be you know that would be done It'd to be appropriate, but exactly. <laughs> no, well, that no, would <laughs> be appropriate. Just it I'm would just be, kidding. It would be uh, if if they said that it was a tea party, and they they made it a big deal, then. I could I could get I could get this whole you know whole thing with him.
1: Can I um, add a little kind of the same perspective, but just kind of twist it here? <clears throat> so now we've got police officers going AWOL. So I guess that maybe police officers don't need to have guns, especially when they retire. I don't know. Maybe they have a little PTSD or something. Now you got that, was that, Chris Kyle, that sharpshooter that, uh, sharp that mm-hmm. was taken out mm-hmm. by a guy who never saw combat, but somehow has PTSD. I've read mm-hmm. articles that he never saw combat. Interesting. And that's alleged, but they're calling it post traumatic stress disorder, but never left the country. Not quite sure how this guy's got PTSD. But anyway, um, so now you gotta look at our former mil- military, you know, they might have PTSD, they can't have guns. And it just if you start looking at all the shooting cases that are going around now we got this mentally ill kid and Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. you know, uh a little weird, you know, mental illness. Uh you know, so now the mentally ill, we just have get there like if you look at the way the media is grabbing the gun issues in the country and they're compiling it, it's now becoming to the point where everybody's fair game, everybody's got a mental disorder, everybody's got mental illness, so therefore you can't have a gun. And I just thought that was very interesting. If you just look at all the shooting cases that have happened, you got the retired guy down in Alabama that took the kid, Kidnapped him off the bus, guarantee you the tr- the bus driver didn't have a gun, oh no, and yeah, went in there and grabbed that child and took him down into a foxhole and what we, oh, he was ex vet you know, oh except we got this uh, the whole ex vet you know p t s d can't have guns, can't have guns, so they're just like going around and just picking these people off you know the the categories of people. Um, that could possibly have mental disorders, and then it goes everything from police to ex uh, military um, to you know mentally handicapped, and it's just if you look at the way the media is picking it, there's a pattern, and you never hear about the stories about you know the people who actually save other people because of a gun. It happens. Statistically, it's impossible for it not to happen. Have you ever heard a story about it?
0: Well, yeah, of course I've heard stories about it, but not near as many stories. Not as... on prime
1: time, have you? I've never heard anything on prime time.
0: No, I mean prime time. I'm not... talking
1: about prime time reaching your major populace.
0: Oh, you don't hear anything good prime time.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I mean the our country. I mean it's lost its way. I, there's no there's no escaping where we're going right now. I mean we are. Um, if Obama's not a tyrant, which I don't know for a fact he is, uh, if Obama's not a tyrant, we're still going to go bankrupt.
1: They're going to kill us economically. They're doing oh, it. No,
0: I mean it's 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 going to get really really bad. So you know you have to think about how you you know how you diversify your finances and how you invest in things that are international. I mean that's that's what I do. And That's why I'm not <clears> doing a whole lot of business in America when it comes to my big the big things that I'm doing you
1: can't trust America right now no
0: and international is uh it's just much better I mean, international business in a lot of ways is so much better you don't have to deal with this crap you don't have to deal with this bureaucracy you can deal with the internet you can deal with uh uh you know customers that want to go out of the country for medical care, which I love doing and you know you you have to deal with uh you don't have to deal with uh, the the u s government a whole lot. And so, yeah, it's more of a free market system, and that's why I think that uh, you see people thriving in that system when, when they're doing international business, especially online-type stuff, because you have a free market, you run it ethically, you treat your customers well, That's right. Uh, and you, you don't have to mess with all the bureaucracy.
1: Now, um, let's swing it towards the DHS. Did you hear about the DHS now yeah. being able to go around And within 100 miles of the U.S. border to confiscate anybody's iPhone, iPad, computer, any sort of electronic device, uh, device, they can um, pull you over and confiscate it and take it and basically Fourth Amendment be damned. Did you hear about that?
0: Yes, that's actually been been, been a little while. There was a story out recently about it.
1: it's been around uh, since 2009, yeah, I guess but it's just now sued, coming to the surface. I
0: guess right? the ACLU sued, and they don't right. have to have probable cause or, or uh, you know, generally you generally not have a search warrant for the issue, but uh, the ACLU's argument was like, hey, at least let's have some reasonable suspicion. And they don't even need reasonable, reasonable no. suspicion to confiscate your cell phone or computer if you're within 100 yards of the border, no. You don't. we don't have rights anymore. I I... I've been, you know, kicking and screaming about our Constitution for, for a while, but I'm, I'm starting to realize, yes, from a constitutional standpoint, they're pretty much always jacked up. Yeah. They don't ever follow the Constitution. I mean, and, and maybe I need to evolve. Maybe I need to get on with the times and just say, you know what, you're right. Our Constitution doesn't matter, but <laughs> if our Constitution doesn't matter, then I'm not a citizen.
1: Yeah, but you see, know? I have a heart. That's how I feel about
0: it. I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to be an American citizen if they're not going to follow the Constitution. What does that mean, really? If we are a citizen of America, but we don't have a Constitution, forget that. Like, get me out of this whole system. You know what? I mean, like, if I can pay a little bit for the roads and if I can give donations for certain things that I care about, great. But let me out of here. I do not want to be a part of this crap anymore. I do not pledge allegiance to this government. No Absolutely no. not. I, I pledge allegiance to my country. Uh, for, for what, what the Constitution stands for. But if they don't want to follow the Constitution, what, why am I in America? What, if they're not going to follow what makes us America, why am I even doing this?
1: Well, I will say this. That the DHS solicits uh, basically for another two, 21.6 million rounds of ammo. So we have the DHS. Okay, first of all, I placed an order before Christmas <clears throat> uh for ammo and i got a you know like three weeks later a message left saying no i'm sorry we're all out of ammo you will refund you know your money uh and here the dhs solicits for another 21.6 million rounds of ammo now i will say this when the dhs is able to get ammo over an american citizen i have a problem with that i really have a problem with that um and you gotta wonder why uh Department of Homeland Security, what have they done to this country that we don't know about that they're so scared about? And so, therefore, not only do I not trust the DHS, the DHS, I'm getting to the point where I don't trust what I see in America because there's something... No. I think we see it, but I don't think most people see it.
0: No, most people don't see it. Uh, I would like to personally... Opt out of this whole this whole system. Uh, I don't want any part of it. I don't. I don't want to because they they try to make the government uh, the people. You know, it's we the people, but no, the government is not the people. Listen to some some uh, different uh, economists like Murray Rothbard talk about what the state is, and you realize basically that the the government is just a, a monopoly of force and power. Uh, whenever they go bomb a, a child in. Uh, Yemen, uh, is that me doing that? Is that the people doing that? Do I support those drone strike actions? Absolutely not. The government does not represent you or I. The government uh, represent, represents its own its own agenda uh, that's for profit. You know, th- they represent the expansion of their violent empire. You know, they want to suppress people all over the world uh, to basically rob them of their of their uh, resources. I mean, it's all about our democracy, our way of life, although we don't lead by the best example. A great way to spread our democracy would be a peaceful way and for us to truly live by example. I mean, let's practice what we preach. Let's, let's live by the golden rule. You know, what about the golden rule? Let's, let's look at what would happen if China were over here flying their drones over us and occasionally killing uh, innocent people, actually killing more innocent people than... The actual intended target. How would we feel about that? But the government is not us; they don't represent us. So I don't see why we can't opt out of this whole this whole system by staying in and by not even looking at getting out of this whole system. I feel like, in a lot of ways, we support uh, terrorism. And when I say that, I feel like that when I say when I say we support terrorism i think that our government is terrorizing a lot of the world uh with the military action and drone strikes we are supporting that by investing back into the system we are we are supporters of that we support it every time we pay taxes 62 percent
1: it. of americans believe in drone attacks yeah, it you tells you right there
0: and, but it's not we the people it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the people it's not that's not us that is them, and so in a country that doesn't follow the Constitution, doesn't follow the Bill of Rights, and that promotes drone strikes, and the people are obviously uh, not in line with our thoughts or views, even though we know that we are right uh, in this situation. The innocent killing of, of children is wrong. Uh, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a part of the system.
1: Well, I definitely think that it's gotten to the point now where we need to figure out uh, what we as the people need to do in order to get control back over government officials. Uh, Right now, they're walking around as though if they are England. They're kings, queens, um, you know, they've got their titles and they want their, uh, you know, we, it, we have rules for thee but not for me. I mean, that's their mentality on this whole thing. And uh, it's at this point where we need to, those areas of the United States, like their sheriffs that have had their powers stripped away, uh, their, the sheriff's powers need to come back, and our sheriffs need to start going to arrest these people. And it is imperative at this point that we arrest them. And hell, you know what? I'm game for giving them over to China to pay off some of our debt. Give them over there. Give them all their stuff. Liquidate it. Give it over and start paying down. Because quite frankly, I don't feel like I owe China anything. I didn't sign up for this. It's not my name on the dotted line. It's not my word of honor that we're doing all this, you know, uh, borrowing money from the Chinese in order to support, you know, the socialism, the communism going on in this country. And it's just time that we start taking action against our political figures that are not abiding by the Constitution. They take an oath. They swear by the Constitution And they're defying it daily. And there's nobody going in there to say, hey, enough is enough.
0: Oh, yeah. Enough is – well, that's why I think that we're too far down. We're $17 trillion in debt. I'd much rather be out of this whole system that they have, not a part of it, and say, hey, look, I was out of it. I didn't have nothing to do with it. I didn't support these wars and these drone strikes. I didn't support this seventeen trillion dollars in debt. I didn't support this uh, welfare and warfare and all this crap that's going on. I didn't support these cops that are acting like uh, you know miniature tyrants in their own little fucked up world. It's just uh, no. I didn't. I don't support any of this stuff. Here's interesting. Uh, this is from uh, <clears throat> this guy's uh, manifesto. Speaking.
1: Of yeah. Why is it Chris Dorner's manifesto?
0: Yeah, his manifesto. Um, and actually, uh, this thing just moved.
1: <laughs> Don't you love technology? Yeah, it's pretty sad, that whole Chris Dorner thing. I mean, I'm not condoning, you know, going and start blowing away people. because I mean, That's not the way I, op- I operate. Now, like I said, um, if they brought it to him and he's defending himself, I can't <laughs> really... I can't really condemn the guy. But then again, we got a he said, he said situation. So what would you find?
0: Here's what he says. Citizens slash non-combatants do not render medical aid to downed officers slash enemy combatants. They would not do the same for you. They will let you bleed or just say they can just so they can brag to other officers that they had a 187 caper the other day and can't wait to accrue the overtime in future court subpoenas. As they always say, quote, that's the paramedic's job, not mine. Let the balance of loss of life take its place. Sometimes a reset needs to occur. It is endless the amount of times per week. Officers arrest an individual, label him a suspect arrestee defendant, and then before a raiment or trial, realize that he is innocent based on evidence. You know what they say when they realize an innocent man just had his life turned upside down? Quote, I guess he should have stayed at home that day. He was discovered walking down the street and matching the suspect's description. Oh well, he appeared. He appeared to be a dirtbag anyway. Meanwhile, the falsely accused is left to pick up his life, get a new family, friends, and sense of self-worth. Wow! And that is—that's heavy. Oh, that—and that's what's going on right now. You know, I saw this while I was in jail years ago. Uh, and this is nobody really speaks for these people because, oh, technically, bad people are in jail, and they shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't be there anyway. That's the answer. They shouldn't be there anyway. Who cares? But I care because there were a lot of people in there that served over their sentence, you know. So let's say they had a year sentence, but they were in there for three years. No, Everybody forgot about them. That is a common thing in the United States justice system. Wow. People serving uh, much longer. People forgotten in there. You know, people doing an extra 10, 15 years in prison is, is something that happens in America. That's a democracy. Oh, yeah. They I mean, called it right. It, it happens in America. Now, I, don't, I think mm-hmm. 10, 15 is, a, is an extreme Has it happened? Sure. But, I mean, I was in in jail with a a guy who'd been there for a couple extra years. Wow. Uh, I mean, the day that uh, the... I guess my my mom wrote a letter to the state of Tennessee saying, hey, these people aren't getting their time as specified by the state. And they had uh, let out about... How many people in two days, Tim, they let out? Like 70 people. 70 because people. of your mom's letter? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it was, and, and it was something that I had found. Did you, uh, like,
1: collect those 70 names or what? Oh, I mean, no. How'd that, you, how did she come across all that?
0: Well, oh, no, no. It was, it was uh, for, for him. She said, well, yeah, isn't he supposed to be getting this good time? Uh, as provided by the state, and what's happening was is the jails were making money off him being there, so they want to keep him in there longer. Oh,
1: just like my children in attendance. You got it. Got so a the, bounty on his head. Yeah.
0: So the county jail oh. uh makes money off these people being in there, and they were keeping them in there longer. So you know the it was, they they were basically serving an average of twenty five percent yeah twenty five percent more uh, than they were supposed to, which wow. people are like oh who cares you know every year it's only two and a half months it's like oh god if you, you're there you care yeah if you're there you care and and, and basically by saying that you're supporting the enslavement of that's uh, an
1: idealist's point of view it's it's okay until it happens to them then it's not ideal anymore oh exactly well, that's most yeah.
0: most progressive right but so yeah it happens our system is jacked up and and people who are considered felons uh, n- most of them never can get a good job the rest of their life. I mean, that's one of the things they ask you on your application. Are you a convicted felon? Well, like, whoever thought of that, anyway? <laughs> like, it's like, you know, these people serve their debt to society. Basically, a felony is a life sentence in a lot of ways. It's a life sentence from being able to apply for a job uh, that doesn't allow felons to work there and, and never get the job. That's or what, be
1: able to defend yourself.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you cannot have a firearm uh, if you're a convicted felon ever, and so yeah, the, it's it's a jacked up it's a jacked up system, and quite frankly, I wish we could just opt out. People have said to me, "Well, why don't you just leave America?" Well, you know what? Sure, I'm at the point where I am willing to leave this country uh, because. I don't think it follows what our it's, – it's not, it's not America. That's, that's what you people don't understand. It's
1: been taken over by yeah, it's, uh, it's all these uh, immigrants, illegal immigrants or people that are non-American that believe in a totally different way of things that should be run.
0: Oh, absolutely. And they're like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, you just haven't read history. It's for no, the you children. just don't know. You just don't really know what's going on. Protect the children. Oh my god. Give
1: away your freedoms and your rights to protect the children. Well those poor kids at Sandy Hook.
0: I got oh a question god. for you. Hmm. What would happen if we were to find out that this world was a computer simulation?
1: Jeez, I'm gonna have to like roll something and smoke it to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean,
2: how would we find out? Would the programmer like put some message in the sky, like some code that's clearly digital or something?
0: Yeah, well, well, there, that's kind of that's kind of what's happened.
1: Well, they, you know, that's kind of goes along. Right. And I was trying to mention this sky. to Tim, the other day, and he was like, "Oh, you know," because he gets all you know about conspiracy theory. But not that I really listen to conspiracy theory, but I always weigh it. I oh, mean, guys,
0: this is this is okay. Go back. This this has nothing to do with uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, One of the top physicists who's studying uh, string theory. You guys have heard of it. String theory is like the top physicist's theory. They have found strings of deep into the string of ones and zeros that mimic our Internet code. And it's not just any code. It's the code that a scientist found out. I think it was 1943 or 1944. And they can match the code. And it's looking like uh, this is very recent. It's looking like this world could possibly be a computer simulation. And uh, we are living in a simulation. And then they they start talking about the next level of of consciousness. And the idea is, yeah, it sounds great. Read it. This This is complete science.
1: Where do I find this?
0: Uh, on the internet. I'll I'll have to pull it up for you here in a little bit.
1: So re- you recommend not to smoke anything before you read this because it just might weird, weird you out?
0: Oh, it's it's. I'm fine with it. I mean,
1: <laughs> You're fine being computer-generated world.
0: Well, you yeah, know, I Sorry. mean, it, it is what it is. Like, if that's what we are. I'm not saying that's what we are. I'm saying, like, I, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm religious. I can't read this. Oh, right. I, I, you know, just dismiss it. It, it. it makes a lot more sense than a lot of this other crap that they, they put forward. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And this physicist is specifically saying he doesn't quite understand what what the numbers mean. uh, But there is a whole other theory based on this anyway. So it it goes into what was already, uh, you know, a a theory that a lot of the top physicists in the world. You can say what you want, but these these are the same physicists that that have made rockets and, you know, astronauts go to the moon and all this stuff. You know, and, and it's... I mean, it's it's science.
1: It's something to take a look at. Now, you don't necessarily believe it. But it's something you're saying you need to weigh in your.
0: Yes, and what what would we do? What would we do if it was if it were announced, uh, by the scientific community as a whole, that we were living in a simulation? What would we do oh. if it were if if it were uh, across the board? That
1: would mean we'd have to be
0: computerized. Yes. Yes.
1: So, are we getting this computerization through vaccines? Where now, are we getting this computer when you're the born? The idea is that
0: light, uh, here, here's one idea, that, that the light, when we open our eyes, that's the electricity that is basically filling our body. The sun is like a, or the, the light is like an energy source, basically, for us. Uh, everything lights up when, when, our, when our eyes are open and things like so that. So
1: our computers run on solar, is what you're saying?
0: <laughs> no, you have, to, you, have to, you have to read this.
1: I'm trying to figure it out.
2: Basically, he's saying that... There is a creator, but instead of being created, being
1: by God, no, no,
2: no, it could be God. They don't know what the creator is, uh, but that's not the, th- the theory. Isn't what is the creator, it is what is the creation versus us being physically created things. They're saying we are simply your consciousness, we are si- simply a string of numbers, literally. I mean, that, that, that
0: what is our DNA, the code. Helico-
1: yeah. Is the URL <laughs> <laughs> the DNA of the URL? Right. Well, if,
0: you, uh, if you ever look at computer code, it's strings of zeros and ones, ones and zeros. That's what it is. So finding this deep in the super string is probably the most amazing discovery of our lifetime, quite frankly. And uh, it's and and I have a feeling. This is just my gut, and I'm not normally. Oh, I, I would say I my gut is. This in the next fifty years is going to completely change the world. What what they actually discover? I, I'm interested to see if it'll come out. If it will officially come out. well yeah. But uh, it, it is. It's, this isn't like uh, some wacko scientist who's like, uh, I think we found something here. This is a super string theory. Is it is how we're how we're made. I mean, it's all vibrations. It's all
1: electromagnetic.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it is. It's the real deal. And the laws of physics, you know, definitely apply.
1: So that means I need to wear copper and magnets, right? Is that how I have to, like, get off this computer, right? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, no. I mean, you have to think about, like, it's it, a lot of it is like a the ma- matrix. A lot of it is like the matrix. Yeah, right. So we basically wouldn't – we are uh, – our being would have been from – So
1: we're like – our bodies are really plugged into some embryonic uh, computer – Thing and we are just existing, but if that were the truth, they would have pulled the plug on us a long time ago. <laughs> 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 I mean, we we're like again, we're like Rage Against the Machine, man. I mean, right? So I mean, wouldn't we be like a defect or something?
0: Well, you would think. Okay, for instance, you play. we
2: are
1: the virus. We're the virus, we're the virus <laughs> man.
0: You play a you play a computer game. And uh, you know you're you're a character on that game. Basically, I'll be Mario.
1: You be Luigi. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: I mean the the, the <laughs> processing speed. You guys think I'm playing playing with this? <laughs> I know. We're no. Not. Y- you talk about computer chips and stuff going in people's brains and making them. Yeah, they're
1: talking about it today. Well,
0: that's that's yeah. not a, that, that's based on this. That's, that is actually the science that would back this up. I mean, it, it all does run together.
1: I think that's what vaccines are. I think they're putting like, microscopic chips in people when they go in, and it updates every time. That's why you have to go in and get the flu shot. There, you got a 50-50 chance that you're going to get the flu with, without the flu shot. 50-50. You have a 100% chance of getting the flu when you get the flu shot. They try to convince me that it's a dead virus. I just don't believe it. I had the flu shot one time. I've never been sicker in my life. I thought I was going to die after those two weeks, and I never took it again. I think there's something up with that. And and I'm not saying that you're too far out of fetch on that.
0: Well, for me, uh, you know, this this year was 62% effective. For me, 62% effective is not enough to put some foreign uh, uh, object that, you know, the CDC gives into my body. Not going to do it. I'd
1: rather take my chances. I don't trust the FDA.
0: But I want. I want to. I really want. I want to know because this. This would affect. This would affect the, the the world if it came out that we were living in a computer simulation. What do we do? What would happen? How would it change things? What if this is a simulated reality? Because here. Here's the next step. The next step is, uh, and, and they're very close to this, the virtual reality world where. Uh, you can go live another life. That that will happen in our lifetime. By t- by 2050, you'll be able to go live a, a completely another life in a, uh, you know, in a computer generated world. Like
1: you could be Ron Jeremy in your next life.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can, and and you'll be able to go back into the past, and they'll they'll have computer simulations of what the past was like, so accurate in their simulations, that uh, so accurate in their simulations wow. that you will not be able to tell what is uh you will Real. think that you're there. I mean these right. people will have there will be other people that are living these lives too. The set will be that of the 1800 everything. You can go back to the civil war. You can do I mean th- those will th- that will be completely uh a, a normal normal thing. If you want to see what the future is the future is going to be full of virtual reality of you know other other uh or of other realities through computers that's the idea with these computers so do you
1: think that's what these uh tsa uh naked x-ray scanners are i mean you think they're like talking to like some computer-based brain i mean look they're about tsa naked x-ray scanners to be used in office buildings you know eventually it's going to be in the mall to go to the mall so they're going to put these x-ray scanners where everybody gets a good dose of cancer you know what's it's good because it's for the greater common good (laughs) gotta do it right gotta go ask yourself so maybe with your theory maybe that's what these x-ray machines are maybe they're not x-ray at all maybe they're uploading the major you know computer brain on how we view reality and as part of that computer generated reality it can communicate to us and we communicate to them. Could be. I mean, if well, you're following it. your logic, here, or not your logic, but the scientist's logic, you know, physicist's logic. I mean, couldn't that be? I mean, couldn't it be that the vaccines are the little computer chip that that these scanners read?
2: Well, they wouldn't need to if, if we were computer-generated and the computer-making us. But, you know, it's actually not too far... <laughs> from uh, what i was saying literally at church on last wednesday we were talking about you know uh saints in heaven and uh i was like i don't know why everybody thinks of heaven and i i, I did it too growing up you know it's this kingdom and there's streets of gold but it's like the medieval kingdom i said you know when they were talking about the saints seeing what's going on on earth they're probably watching it on a plasma flat screen jumbotron tv sitting in a you know nice leather couch you know we we, we get all these old-fashioned so you're visions. saying
1: our sex lives are actually like uh days of our
0: lives streamed. For, for heaven <laughs> streamed yeah yeah I mean, I mean, we're, we're it, streams
2: so in, in other words it, <laughs> for, for me it wouldn't be wow. devastating to my faith in and of itself now what will happen inevitably with the fact that it is secularism that drives our scientific community uh now more than anything Uh, anything they find will be secularized and used to try to devalue religion because that's typically what happens when science makes a big discovery. They use it to try, or at least a good portion of the community try to use it to disprove God as opposed to just stating their findings and letting people draw their own conclusions.
0: Well, but I I also think that society changes when religion, at least in the past, is when the church uh, acknowledges science when they acknowledge because I mean, you think about, I mean, the earth is flat, you know, that no, it's when they, science proved it, it was round. And the church said, no, it's round that people believe that it's round. You know, it used to be an official position that it was flat, you know, uh, science has disproved many of the things that the church believed for years because you gotta understand like the, the church's beliefs, uh, and Christianity are two different things, right? Like it doesn't say that you gotta, you know, that if you don't believe that the world's flat, you go into hell. But for a lot of times, the the church ruled that with an iron fist. You know, it was blasphemy if you say the Earth isn't flat. You know, right. things like that. Science had to disprove it. Uh, I think that as we evolve, science is going to disprove ninety nine percent of what all religions teach uh, that are their opinions, mm-hmm. because they are just opinions. They aren't fact. You know, oh, well, look, it said this. Just like Tim just said about, you know, we have these old images of everything going on. I mean, yeah, a hundred years ago, if you would have seen a computer, you would have thought it was magic. The gods would have made this. Look at all these these uh, vibrations that are being shown on our computer screen right now that are our voice. You know, look at these microphones that we have. Look at these beings flying above our head that are airplanes. Oh, my gosh, look at that helicopter that's firing off this fire that are bullets. It's yeah. complete... Uh, magic, and them trying to describe this stuff back then. I mean, I, I think I think it's crazy to to, to this put this would
1: have been black magic.
0: Oh my gosh, we would have been killed for this. Have By, this been witchcraft, who, or absolutely, something. absolutely. Yeah, it would have been witchcraft, yeah. or or you'd have been a god. So, can
1: we say then, based on these physicists' theory, that people with mental illness have a crack in their chip? <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> well, and that's why they have to go and fetch them. You I, know? Think, I think you have
0: to take it to like uh, you know s- psychedelic drugs. Uh, if you look at something like magic mushrooms or DMT, dimethyltryptamine, or ibogaine or ayahuasca, all of those things. <clears throat> you know, I've done ibogaine three times now. Ibogaine comes from the Tabernanthe Belgarut root in Gabon, You've done Africa. It
1: three times. I didn't realize you did it three times. Yeah, well,
0: the first time was uh, you know for the uh, Laura tabs. The next two were for more spiritual reasons and. And I tell you, like D, uh, not DMT, <coughs> ibogaine, uh, you know, it'll shake you up for a while.
1: People don't know what ibogaine. Ibogaine, is.
0: yeah, ibogaine comes from the Tabernathy bulga root in Gabon, Africa. Illegal uh, in the United States. Schedule one drug. It's that, it's basically it's what the Bwiti use in uh, Gabon for their rites of passage ceremony when a, a a boy is going into manhood. They give him this uh, this hallucinogenic drug that's probably one of the strongest in the world. It's a thirty six hour trip. Uh, Actually, the Bwiti go on for like four days. Uh, It's crazy. But it's a 36 hour trip. Uh, It completely wipes out all opiate withdrawals. I shouldn't say all, probably 95% of opiate withdrawals. And it resets the addict's brain per se. I mean, that's arguable how it works, but it resets the addict's brain, in my opinion, to predicate state in 36 hours. It gives you a, a long window of opportunity for recovery. So, While you'd be getting dope sick, we can take a heroin addict who's been banging heroin for 15 or 20 years, Mm -hmm. give him Ibogaine, 36 hours later, he's like, oh my God, he's awake out of the trip, and he didn't go through any heroin withdrawals. He didn't have, uh, he didn't have to go through any of that pain, and he isn't going to be craving the opiates. So
1: what is the pain like when you go through withdrawal?
0: Well, it's like having a bad flu, for the heroin addicts that have been really banging heroin for a long time, for me it was just like the flu and the racing thoughts were were a pain. I was not a heroin addict. I, I was addicted J- to from my fighting days. Uh, but for the heroin addicts, you know they've been on a, a lot longer. Um, they're they're you know hardcore, violence, violently sick, horribly sick, and uh, I mean just hell. You know and people say oh in the last seven days these guys have had the post acute withdrawal syndromes for for months really, you know, Ooh, I mean, that's, that's a long time. Months, oh yeah. And, to be you know, and then what you do is they get them from heroin to methadone. So where heroin is generally a seven day withdrawal, mm-hmm. hardcore withdrawal with post acute withdrawal syndrome afterwards. Uh, methadone is a 14 to 30 day withdrawal. So you give them this maintenance therapy that they're going to be on most likely for the rest of their life.
1: Or they have to go through a 30 day painful. Withdrawal. Yeah. And
0: then you took their withdrawal from seven days longer. So, Ibogaine uh, is like a miracle drug for them because they don't have to get dope sick. You know, With the methadone, we, methadone and suboxone, uh, we have to use a different protocol mm-hmm. for treatment, but for the short-lasting opiates like heroin, Luritab, Oxycontin, the, the ones that are the most common that haven't got medical help yet or aren't, aren't on the dangerous methadone and suboxone, ibogaine makes a lot of sense. Uh, because they don't have to get the, uh, you know, ibogaine attaches to those opiate receptors. They don't have to get dope sick. They don't have to have cravings. So, you know, ibogaine lasts in the system to up to six months. It turns into noribogaine. So it's on those opiate receptors for up to six months to where you, it's such a slow drop-off. Theoretically, you're not going to get tra- cravings. Uh, you know, now, if you go into ibogaine and don't want to get better, let's say you just go into ibogaine, like, oh, I'm going to do ibogaine and, and you know, I'm going to be better, but I really don't want to be better. No. It's not, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. You have to want to get better. Uh, we don't even refer patients if they don't want to get better. There's a lot of places that will, and you know, hey, go ahead, it's cool. But we don't like to do that. We got to know who somebody wants we? to get better.
1: Because that's something you've never really talked about, and I don't think people really know who we are.
0: Well, we uh, source patients all over uh, the world for ibogaine. That's what we do. Uh, we are. Uh, working on some other projects with an Ibogaine that I think that will change uh, the drug addiction field uh, tremendously. I think it will help a lot of the Ibogaine clinics throughout the world uh, run at a higher standard and eliminate some of the uh, risks and other things that, that they might encounter. I think it's going to be a very very positive impact for the industry i can't and say this is more.
1: something that you do right
0: yes this is something i've been working on for for uh a, a while and uh i'm doing it a, you know i'm doing it a, in a professional way i think it's going to i'm not involving a whole lot of people mm-hmm. uh, right now but when it does come out we're going to help a lot of people it's going to be a, a positive thing good. all the way around but yeah, i've been working on this for a long time and you know ibogaine it's a good example of the fda getting in the way you know, uh, they say it's too dangerous, right? But it begins legal everywhere else, pretty much. I mean, there is like three or four countries that it's illegal right now in the world. It's legal in Mexico. It's legal in Canada. Uh, so I mean, it's it should be legal here, but th- they don't want it to affect the methadone and Suboxone industry. Plus, to be realistic, they don't want people going through the psychedelic trip because it's life changing. You know, I, I, I got Maybe off it on this thing with, the with computer a, chip. Well, that's what oh, that's what I was getting to. You know, uh, a lot of the things whenever you, whenever you take hallucinogens, uh, something like ibogaine, you, you can't really move. You, have to, you know, we have doctors and uh, nurses uh, monitoring the patients. They're on IVs, and their blood pressure is being watched. Their heart rates being watched. All those things, but. When you open your eyes, you're you're asleep, or you're you're laying in bed with your eyes closed, but you're awake and you're in rapid eye movements. So you're dreaming while you're awake. RPMs. Oh, yes, exactly. REMs. REMs. Yeah.
1: Sorry. RPMs. REMs. Yeah. Same, right. same idea. I, you know what I'm same, talking about. Same idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're you're in rapid eye movement right. so you're you're thinking about these things, and you you have it's very introspective. You're going back in your life, and I remember like I was like six years old and. I had a traumatic experience happen I realized that experience made me this way in life I was 12 and I had this experience it was vivid I mean it was like I was right there it was like it was like a walk through my life the best way to describe my first Ibogaine experience is 30 years of therapy in 36 hours it was and I didn't take much I'm a lightweight I mean my my uh my friend at the time lex you know mm-hmm. he he's done a lot of these and you're know, like hey you don't have to give me that much man trust me I'm a lightweight and I'm proud to be a lightweight I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't want to do a lot of stuff to Get the effects, but it, it sent me into outer space. It's definitely stopped my withdrawal. Ibogaine flat out works, man. Ibogaine's awesome, but uh, you know you, you want to get these things out, uh, you know, to the public. You want to spread the word about these things, and it, it's really unfortunate that. It's not legal in America. I, well, I
1: maybe that's why we have a war on drugs, is because all these opiates and everything that people are taking are messing up the computer chips. Therefore, they can't follow what we are doing, and so therefore they have to have a war on it, right? Well, maybe.
0: Well, for instance, the, psych- the, the yeah, <laughs> who, who knows? The, the, the psychedelics. I was getting out with the with that is when you open your eyes in mean ibane, it's a very, it's a computer generated image. Everything is um, lots of tracers lots of it's it's how do I put it it's like you're in a computer and the screen moves and it's like fixing to your all it, it's digitized that's the best way it just kind of everything gets put together mm. and uh you know mushrooms are a lighter much much lighter version of of ibogaine uh it's not I shouldn't say it's, it's not even a version of ibogaine it's a much lighter version of a psychedelic drug right and uh, and
1: ibogaine's considered psychedelic, evidently.
0: Yeah, ibogaine is is, is very very strong. Mushrooms What's, like four hours. But
1: LSD is a psychedelic? So but that makes is, your that makes your brain bleed. So that's what, that's what, that's what the psychedelic is. Yeah, on Yeah, that, right. But
0: that's what they say. But uh, That's not really what happens. Uh-huh. But no, LSD is a is a lighter version than ibogaine too. But my my uh, my buddy uh, Scotty, who's done, you know, he used to party with Timothy Leary. He used to uh, he, he did two tours of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> he's had a he's had a fun life, it <laughs> that way. And uh, I want you know, his
1: computer chip. <laughs> yeah, he's done he's done a
0: lot of acid. That guy. Just kidding. I, I'm not an acid yeah. guy, but he's done a lot of acid. And uh, you know he he said the ibogaine is
1: bar Oh yeah, more. it's not the ibogaine. It's, it's
0: the after effects of ibogaine. It'll shake you out because it makes you think about how you treat people. You know who who you might be shakes you to your core. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know you little egotistical here, you mean to this person here. It makes you want to go fix your relationships, but it kind of kind of makes you feel bad a little bit at least for me rather, at least for Scotty. Uh, you know, it, it kind of makes you feel bad a little bit because you realize how how much of a jerk you are in in certain situations and you know, that's where the, the humility me- Exactly. Well, that's where the medicine is the healer. You know, same thing with DMT, dimethyltryptamine.
1: I you mean, know the DM- FDA is not going to like all this talk.
0: No, it's okay. We're just talking openly about I mean, so I'm not saying we're not doing this in America. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, but like, you know, dimethyltryptamine, DMT. They'll be threatened. It's <laughs> what the... the uh, it's in ayahuasca, which is the South American right. uh, tribal uh, drug. And DMT is the active ingredient. It's a straight shot to alien world. Like five to 15 minutes and mm-hmm. you are... I mean, you're on there. On a different planet. Completely. It's it's with outer.
2: <laughs> Com- communicating with the other computer networks. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you're on a different URL right now. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and that's why. You're jumping from why. URL to URL is what you're saying?
0: Yes, and that's why whenever I hear this simulation theory, I'm like, man, you know, uh, wait Could a second. It it, it it does make a lot of sense to me. Well, I, I might not understand it completely, but. From what I've seen in those experiences it's the closest thing to holding that idea up
1: how would you google this physicist
0: uh, we could find it right here. if you if you go to YouTube and, and type in simulation theory and there's a doctor uh, that we can watch uh, that talks about it pretty openly and he's not trying to even sell it he's at a conference and they're saying so what did you find and he's like he breaks it down he's like what are you saying these are other scientists the other doctors questioning him and they're, you know, it's pretty unbelievable. So, uh, you know, that's that's really what it is.
1: That's a pretty amazing. Well, you know, it's all speculative, I guess, and it's definitely been a fun trip on this. That's right. <laughs> well, we can talk
0: about this at a time. I
1: know, and, and I just hope that I'm not one of those that ends up getting the cracked computer chip that they start becoming the next Chris Dorner. <laughs> He's out, you know. they write a
2: special... Um, Code with a virus too which is' kind of interesting, you know we call them viruses when something goes wrong with the computer
0: ooh. maybe they're just same idea it's the same idea though
2: maybe maybe the other forces are like, ooh, I want to put a virus in that person
0: well think about this you I mean okay, and from, from that what you're just saying there, you know we have viruses, and then we have our antivirus <laughs> on the computer. we protect our computers from viruses you mm-hmm. don't want to get this we don't want to catch this virus it's, it's the same idea it's it's looking eerie uh and I've been studying it pretty or, you know reading a, a lot about it the last couple of days and you know before you make a judgment I would just say read and watch what it's talking about like it's not like some kooky thing it's like it's the real deal holy field science okay and, uh,
1: so I put in computer simulation into youtube and what's the first it. one that comes Sim, it's simulation theory Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it. But it says it is the universe of computer simulation was the first one on that.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> ...related to string theory. And it's even more bizarre than that because when you then try to understand these pictures, you find out that buried in them are computer codes just like the type that you find in a browser when you go surf the web. You're saying <laughs> your attempt to understand the fundamental operations of nature leads you to a set of equations that are indistinguishable from the equations that drive search engines and browsers yeah, on our computers that is correct so the wait wait i'm still wait i have to <laughs> just be silent for a minute here so you're saying as you dig deeper you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos into the equations that we want to use to describe the cosmos, yes. Computer code. Computer code, strings of bits of ones and zeros. It's not just sort of resembles computer code, you're saying it is computer code. It's not even just is computer code, it's a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named Claude Shannon in the 1940s. That's what we find very, very deeply inside the equations that occur in string theory and in general in systems that we say are supersymmetric. Some of those codes are are showing on the screen behind you right now. They don't look like codes, but these pictures, which we call adinkras, are graphical representations of sets of equations that are based on codes. That in the description of our universe, that is a supersymmetrical universe, which we were going to test in the LHC. If you believe that description, I can show you the presence of these codes. That's my statement.
0: Do you have any um, predictions in your ideas or any ways to test any of your ideas any more than say the guy over on the screen?
3: (laughs) The work that I'm doing is in fact so theoretical that we don't we don't understand yet whether it is even possible to complete the program. We have found these strange graphs, we know that they are equivalent to equations, and we have found in these equations computer codes and so that's where we are right now. So I cannot give you a prediction. This work is less than two years old. But, you, but it's not that you never... You recognize that you will need a prediction in order to... As I, someone recently asked me, said, well, you don't care about experiments, do you? <laughs> and I said, no, that's exactly wrong. Because, you see, I have spent my career as a researcher worrying about supersymmetry. I would want to see an experiment before I shuffle off this mortal coil so that I know that I did not waste my entire professional life.
1: Wow. Towards Dr.
0: Gates. It's pretty, uh, you see, he's I not guess. like, he's not going and saying, oh, this is, he's not like making crazy claims. He's saying, this is what I found. I want to do experiments, obviously. I don't <clears throat> want to risk my entire career on this. But
1: Well, I can see him being reset. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and I can see us being reset. Yeah, but it, I would, mean, it wouldn't be are...
0: like, it wouldn't be like reset from, from that sense. It's, it would be that we are. We basically uh, we have a virus. Well, we chose to be here. You know, this is this is all play. This is planned. This is our simulation. This is the world that we chose to live in, and we can make it what we want. What we want. That's what it. That's what it would say. It Which would, would say make that
1: sense because if my heritage is the exact same thing that I'm fighting now, as my it. ancestors were. We're fighting, then this is exactly where I would want to be.
0: Well, and, and all of us. I mean, we would we, be living in America, the greatest country in the world, which is already a very, very low possibility chance that we would be in the lives that we're in. Uh, we have amazing lives compared to anybody in the world. Um, you know, we, we do not live even close to in poverty. Uh, if I was to pick a life to be living, this is exactly what I would like to be doing.
1: Well, why would know? somebody want to pick welfare?
0: good question or yeah. to be
1: homeless maybe their idea of homeless at the time was totally different than what homeless really is today i mean i don't know
0: or or we could or, or they could just be part of the whole simulation and you could be part of the simulation maybe they're the not simulation. real
1: and we are
0: got it or maybe we're not real. maybe we're, we're not
1: real and they are
0: the reality is that we wouldn't be real what would be real i heard joe rogan talking about this the other day what would be real is love Feelings, emotion, what if those were the real things? That's what he was saying. This would be the fake thing. This wouldn't be real. Inanimate objects would be... Reality would be uh, love, compassion, uh, empathy, sympathy, those type of feelings, those emotions. Hate, that's, that's real too. What wouldn't be real would be something like this cup that's sitting here, this paper. Now our reality, what we say is reality, would not be Real reality.
1: Wow, that's it's our deep, reality. Ed. <laughs> that's deep for a Monday. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, but it's interesting. I mean, you know. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's like I tell my child. He's like, Mom, do you believe in aliens? I'm like, I can't say I don't because I've never seen one.
0: Well, you've seen the <laughs> objects. You, you know about. You guys know about the objects that are in uh, outer space, floating, right. floating around debris. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the life beings though that are, that are out there. That's common knowledge so and they look like sperm that are flying around in space i mean all the astronauts are out there like hey, hey I mean, what are
1: these gigantic sperms yeah why are
0: these sperms like there's one that was one mile long <laughs> are you, you
1: serious original oh, yeah. Astronaut in their
0: mind. yeah well I mean, and, and that was and, and they were that's talking a woman's
1: about, worst nightmare gigantic sperm <laughs> floating everywhere they were talking like, run
0: exactly no th- 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 that's that's what it is i mean i, I could show you tons <laughs> of nasa footage it's, it's not even a question this is the reality is there is life in outer space, a hundred percent. That's not even that they don't really talk about that. That is one hundred percent what is out. I mean, there is. Well, life then you're talking about around. like
1: sperm that are like equivalent to airborne viruses. Yeah.
0: Well, these these things, for instance, like whenever they have light in outer space, you'll see much like imagine this. Whenever you have light in a in a in the water, dark water, uh, you know how the little biological beings float around it. Right, 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 right. Looks exactly like that on video. Uh, when they had this light like the satellite. That's crazy. Yeah, and these things like just basically hover around this thing. And So what
1: are uh, they searching for? I mean, what's the egg? People? They other don't, beings? They don't
0: exactly know. A lot of the, they think that it's it could be like a plasma being. Uh it's definitely a, you know, bio, you know, it's definitely like a biology.
1: All the Japanese is, uh ex-condoms floating around in the universe.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's scary. But. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know that we could. You know, I'm sure we're aliens. Oh, like, well, I mean, I'm like not this, illegal, though. If, but I'm, I'm an alien. I'm sure. If there was life
0: <laughs> on that that comet that just flew by last week, I mean, if there was this flying by, it was 50, within 15 minutes of America hitting,
1: like a little lice, it kind of flakes some of that biology off on us as it went by.
0: Well, if there if there was life uh, in those comets when they hit America, you know, they hit the hit the world. I mean, that life is basically transplanted into uh, our world. So I mean, we got a we whole sperm come... and
1: an egg theory going on. That's probably how it all starts, you know? You think?
0: Oh, there's no... Dude, I, yeah, but then
1: you got to look at all these other planets. you got to tell me that, I mean, if this were true, why is Earth so predominant? But then you look at other planets that are life uninhabitable. So evidently all these sperms that are floating around the universe are looking to land on Earth because obviously, or according to these physicists, we're the only you know, life inhabitable in you know, planet, right?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, and, and I think that we would be part of this whole life cycle
1: I mean you, Maybe we're the garbage can Maybe that's what's wrong with our politics our country, our people yeah, Maybe like, we're the garbage can of the world, well Mm. Kind of deep there, Ed.
0: Oh, this is normal stuff for me. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about politics on here, and I'm passion- I'm just as passionate about other things.
1: <laughs> you, you are very passionate about sperm. Yeah, I will. You know, sperm. space sperm. Yeah, let me clarify that. Oh, my gosh. That's just a scary thought as a female, period. <laughs> or no period. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's all real. It's all, it's all
0: easy to find, and uh, it's not like a a, the, a conspiracy theory type thing. It's just it is what it is. They don't talk about it because it'd freak people out if they right now new.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get, like, the heebie-jeebies. Well, I, I Google, mean. I Google Space Sperm,
2: and all it talks about is, you know, how sperm acts in space and the fact that fertilization may be easier because sperm travels faster. But I'm just curious how they tested how fast sperm traveled in space.
0: I don't think they had a speed of it. Now
1: we know what the astronauts were doing. I don't think that they, had,
0: that they had a speed of it.
2: No, well, well, I think they're talking about human. That's what I said. That's the only thing I'm wow.
1: finding whenever I Google it.
2: Well, I
0: I mean, mean, it's uh, It's not under space sperm. It's under. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's not a technical term is what you're saying. No, and, and, and,
0: and, and, and quite frankly, it might not be sperm. Folks, who are no be, longer a family what, show. What are, those, what are those things in the in the water that hover around the light, you know, those little, little bitty beams. Amoebas. Exactly. It's that type of thing, too. Uh, okay. so, but those
1: are already lives. Those are pretty much like cells. You got it. They're already living cells. You but got it. I guess sperm is a living cell, right? And it moves. It swims. Yes. Does it have a brain?
2: Actually, sperm would be more like a virus, which you said <gasps> earlier. It's more like a protein than a cell. Yeah. Um, the egg is a complete cell well men
1: men think with their male parts and I guess that means that the sperm is your computer chip right
0: yeah exactly
1: that's it it's
0: wow the sperm is our computer chip it's, it's, that's a, what's wrong with you I guys I mean think about this the, the sperm has has uh, bits of zeros and one in it too I'm sure I'm I mean, sure everything does yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's that code that gets put into the earth that creates life it's the life code you know so yeah all of this is it, it makes a lot of sense especially if you tie it all together and uh, you know the, the reality is we don't know what the hell is going on and we we uh, try to make all these logical answers to it but uh, when the truth becomes painful a lot of people find the truth as well just like politics truth is treason and empire of lies if if you have evidence and right now the evidence isn't overwhelming I have a feeling that they're really on to something here. But when you have overwhelming evidence, you know, people are gonna do one or two things where they're gonna say, Oh, it's blasphemy and shove you to the side even though because they can't handle the truth or they're going to accept it and you know, we're going to move on as a as a being or a species and uh, evolve. And it is somewhat interesting to see everything that's going on right now, but some of these scientific findings that uh, that we're getting and you know, the idea of being out in space and the idea of having uh, cities in the ocean, that's coming. Peter Thiel's working on that. Uh, we are going to live the next 50 years. You have to start thinking in the future. You know, really. And, and people say, oh, they laugh at this stuff.
1: Water world. Yeah,
0: well, you think about this. We, we laugh at a lot of this stuff, but what is going to be happening 50 years from now? 50 years from now, computers are going to run run a lot of shit
1: well, they're gonna be running us certainly if they're not already as you've been speculating they certainly will run us in the future I mean they're already making breakthroughs um, as we speak and putting uh, computer chips in the brain in order to you know be able to run without a heart or run run without you know certain vital organs or trying to be able to bypass it uh, via a computer chip and I just think that's just
0: yeah well think about this fifty years from now though um, those Computers, well, we're basically going to be able to create the world that they're uh, theorizing that we are living in.
1: Well, they say that um, Hollywood, through simulation, Hollywood really reflects what we are like twenty years behind. What is the actual reality of our situation? So, whatever you see Hollywood producing, we really are. Our government is twenty years ahead.
0: Yeah, well, and and, and and how it would work is if if you were to go into another life via simulation, somehow your consciousness would go with it. Your memory would go with it and be put My into that My computer
1: chip would be taken out of one iPhone and put into another.
0: You got it. That's that's, that's kind of the idea or, or your yeah, your consciousness would be the information, right? Yeah. Your brain would be the hard drive, right? Whatever you right? Uh and it, you would be uh changing information from this life to another life. So and then, technically, that life that you are living uh, would be a simulation, and that would be just as real of a life as this is here. So, it could be a very, very big changing point. We're going to see a, some huge changing points in humanity in the next fifty years. Stuff's going to blow our minds, and we're going to really think about it, think about what to do, you know, think about what we're going to do because this is where it's going. I am not kidding. I, I'm a, I, I, I really, I am not saying the simulation theory is, is how we're how we're here. But we are going to be able to create uh, alternate universes with computers very, very shortly. And when that happens, you know, we better be ready for those times because some crazy shit can go down.
1: This has to be male male generated because I can can see all all coming (laughs) back as Ron Jeremy or, you know, I I want uh, the. Right, right, which totally makes sense. But anyway, well, I feel like I'm getting a virus now. (laughs) I feel really dirty and I'm going to go plug myself into the wall
0: I wouldn't be worried about it too bad not, not <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because <laughs> no. I don't
1: know any better anyway right
0: there you go alright guys well thanks for listening got a little off politics but politics can get a little heavy sometimes and uh, we're trying to relax a little bit you're going to be listening to Rebel Inc uh, going off here I'm Ed Clay with Melanie Sinclair see you next week